Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? Welcome to another episode of It's Them Damned Enchiladas Podcast, where we delve into the world of horror movies, video games, television, comic books, and beer, or beer, the comic book. I am Carlos Rivera. My co-host, co-pilot, and cohort is A to the Grizzy, B to the Busy, Mr. Adam Griffin. As always, follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine, handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Them Damned, and now also on our brand new Instagram account, at It's Them Damned Enchiladas Podcast. Adam, we are at a crucial moment here in October. We've passed the halfway point. We've watched a lot of horror. We've absorbed a lot of kills and deaths. And we've loved a lot of it. Yeah, you are correct about that. Because, you know, the fun thing is, like, I got loopy early this month. Just, you know, just in general, getting back into the groove. And earlier this month, I, I would put on uh, It Came From Shutter, that function on, on Shutter. And I would just let it play all day. And in the background, I was doing stuff and working on stuff. And then I get to my daily movie and I watch that. And after a while, it just all kind of blends together. And, you know, all the movies become one big blur. It's like Cabin in the Woods, but just all month. Yeah, you know, the premise was 31 Days of Horror. This is true. Not 31 movies, which yeah. I think I think some people take it as 31 movies but we do 31 days yes. so our, we have a main movie for the day right but then we go off on these little you know like i like i'm notorious for going down youtube rabbit holes where i start watching queen music videos at two two o'clock in the morning and then all of a sudden i'm watching the history of the fall of the roman empire yeah because that's, that's what happens yeah yeah but YouTube I've, is a... yeah I've, I've 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 seen a lot of Horror. I think I've seen more horror movies this month so far than I have in any other October. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the advent of streaming has really helped out as far as just looking stuff up and seeing what's available. I think also the advent of me not having a job right now. Probably. Well, um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, <laughs> having a lot of free time probably plays into it. Yeah, be that as it may. Right. We are here October 16th. Uh, we have passed the halfway point. We're officially only 15 days left into Halloween, the greatest holiday of the year. And yeah, we are in a, we've seen a lot of stuff, like I said. And uh, one thing I saw the other day, one of my favorite horror movies ever, Trick or Treat. Ah, yes, Trick or Treat. Yes, yes. Yes, the adventures of Sam. Little and Sam. Little Sam. My little motherfucker Sam. <laughs> and his lollipop. The deadliest lollipop ever. Lollipop is great. The design in that movie is spectacular. 
um, it really picked up. And it's funny because how there was really a big push for anthologies to come back around the time the trick or treat really blew up and became a mainstay during this time of year. Uh, tons to choose from now. We got the VHS movies. Oh, oh. Got Tales from Halloween. Uh, you can always go back and do Creep Show, Creep Show Two, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Uh, Shutter is back in the Creep Show game with the Creep Show TV series. Uh, we got a chance to watch the first episode uh, during Oktoberfest. Oh, indeed. And, and that's been a fun one. Uh, that's captured the spirit of those those old little segments very well. So I, I'm I'm pretty happy that everything kind of kicked off and we got back to that kind of storytelling because it's always good because you can you can get a wide range of little genre horror based escapades during anthology movies. But you're 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 talking about uh, trick or treat. What's your favorite segment? See, they just the, the thing with trick or treat is how they all just start melding. Yeah. Which is I I like how I like those kind of anthologies where they start melding more. I mean, they do still have their separate stories, but they're so intertwined. Um, which one do I mean? I gotta go, Mister Principal Wilkins. I think. You know. Dad and uh, dad and son. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good one. I remember the first time I saw it, and you know, I thought he was gonna kill his son. Well, spoiler alert: if anybody hasn't seen the movie, <laughs> uh, he does not kill his son. No. He's uh, teaching him the arts. That's right, the ways. The ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite one because <laughs> uh, that little, uh, the little overweight kid. Sorry, he's incorrect terminology we are we are sensitive to I'm, I'm a little overweight myself so um he's knocking down the pumpkins stealing all the candy and then he's the principal <laughs> I'm spoiling the movie I don't care um <laughs> when the principal freaking finds out you he poisoned him <laughs> oh it's so great oh boy yeah uh, yeah, that, that's uh, probably my favorite part. That's probably my favorite part of the whole uh, best story of all four. I am partial to the school bus. See, that would be my number two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I just, especially with the ending. I like the tone, the fake out, and uh, the actual threat, and then how it works its way into the wraparound story. I think the key. Is always a good wraparound story. Without that connective tissue, things get a little murky. You know? Uh-huh. Now, so, what got me was at the end, one day, the kids from the school bus show up. Yes. Trick-or-treating. And you're like, oh my god, is he the bus driver? And that's what you're left with. Yep. And that's like, oh man, everything was connected. Yeah. It's a little, a little Sam tore him up. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I can't, I can't wait. Uh, the sequel's been in the works for quite some time. So I was hoping that with uh, 
However, Godzilla King of the Monsters did because it's by uh, Michael Doherty, who directed Trick or Treat. So, however, that did would kind of push it back on a fast track a little bit. But uh, still waiting. But that's always good. You know, waiting is never a bad thing if the product turns out great. And you always got to hope for the best with stuff like this. So, looking forward to it when they when they get, when they do get a chance to do the sequel. Oh yeah, and Michael Doherty loves Halloween as much as I do. Um, if you ever seen interviewed or read any of his interviews, he loves Halloween. Hmm. He is amazing in that regard. Besides making a good movie, because um, anyone who loves Halloween as much as me deserves to be put on a pedestal. <laughs> and he he wrote the whole thing completely right. by himself. Yeah, like this is his idea. Yeah. He came up with the character design of Sam. Because mm-hmm. he was, uh, I guess he uh, did art in, in college. He used to do design. So he designed Sam all the way back in college. Mm. Before yeah. he even wrote the script. Yeah, some designs you know are just going to carry forward and be iconic. And Sam was definitely an iconic visual. So, well, I mean, it's iconic enough that I you know, get a tattooed. <laughs> it's my favorite Funko Pop. Everyone. Funko Pop. Other anthologies, an oldie, but a goodie. Mm-hmm. And I admit, when I first saw this movie, when I was much younger, I didn't remember it being an anthology. Because I don't remember. Um, I, didn't, I guess I didn't grasp the concept of anthologies when I was that young. Uh-huh. It's 1985. Cat's Eye. Yes, Cat's Eye. Now that. All I knew was there was a little troll trying to steal the girl's breath and that shit scared the fuck out of me I was six years old again what was my what were my parents looking at <laughs> watching this and this was this was I mean it's not on gates of hell level obviously there's nothing like that but no. it's kind of creepy you try to go to sleep and this little guy just jumping up on you with his little dagger that little dagger was scary yeah that's one hell of a visual and like that's like that's out of somebody's night terrors you know like like just just like like imagining like just some little little trollish figure just standing on your chest trying to steal your breath you know that's that's horrific stuff in and of itself Stephen King (laughs) like I wonder sometimes if he just has a lot going on in that head of his because he comes up with some brilliant things and this is the well, this is based off of uh, Night Shift, right? Yes. Paul correctly, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. That was, I guess, my first foray into uh, watching anthologies. I didn't even know it was an anthology. Yeah. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. For Black me, uh, uh, Black Cat? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Black Cat. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Black Cat. I, uh, we had Creep Show 2 was on. A lot on uh, Nightmare Theater here Saturdays. So uh, the raft and uh, the hitchhiker segments always stuck with me when I was a kid. Because you know, with the raft, you, they you know kids going to the beach and everything, and they go in the water. It's cold, and there's a there's a there's a flotilla you know out. 
hanging out there, a little floating dock, whatever. And you know, it's an oil slick. Well, you know, it's an oil slick. Oil slick's alive. Oil slick's eating them up. And you know, the skeeziness of of the main character in the segment aside, you know, he deserves you know all the wrong and all the bad and all the ill for making moves on unconscious people. But uh, yeah, just the visual of that thing, that 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 bulbous mass just kind of moving, and, and you know they made it out of garbage bags and shit but well not literal shit but you know they made out of everyday stuff but it's you know it's moving way too fast way too terrifying for the human eye to take in all the way uh, so there's that one and then the hitchhiker segment where you know blaze driving home she hits home sky and just keeps fucking hitting him with the car and it just gets worse and worse. It's like, oh man, that's rough. Some some visuals there just nuts. Um, there's that one. Trilogy of Terror always lurked, you know, because uh-huh. that little crazy ass doll. <laughs> there's always there's always like one key creepy little thing. Most of these things. Yeah. Like you said, everything that ties everything together. You know, Sam's kind of cute in Trick or Treat until he takes that goddamn mask off, that sack. Yep. And you're like, oh shit. But like you said, the doll. Oh my god. And uh, and last year, remember when we watched Tales from the Hood too? Yes, Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood does not get enough credit in general as being a great anthology movie. And there's two of them now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we seen them. Yes, we see them. But, uh, yes, and um, there's a shift because Clarence Williams is fantastic in that first movie. It's like, ah, yes, the shit. <laughs> like, Clarence Williams in every movie is amazing. This is Samson, smarty pants. Operator with an emergency breakthrough from your sister. Samson is Sheila. Mama Phillips. Shut up, bitch. You tell Mr. Nice Guy to get his Jamaican ass over to my place at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to do my impersonation now. All right, go. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to do the end. Where's the shit? Where's the shit? The shit that you found. I found the whole stock of them in the alley. Whoa, 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 whoa. You get it when we get the shit. The shit. <laughs> the shit drugs. The drugs, I get the money. Kill that noise, man. Let's just get the shit. You'll get the shit. You'll be knee deep in the shit. But you sit there and, and like the, the big run up to, to part two is that, okay, Keith David is now playing his role. And it's like, okay, all right, this is good because Keith David is amazing. Keith David is a great actor. We love Keith David around here. It's fantastic. It's like, okay, what's he going to bring to it? And he brings this kind of like, you know, this understated gravitas but there's a hint of menace in his performance and you're wondering when he's gonna go off just just waiting for it it finally goes off at the end and it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> yeah we were I, I was like what just happened <laughs> absolutely fantastic yeah Tales from the Hood was uh, that first one when that first one came out um, it was 
that uh, they had the the, uh, the skit with Corbin Burnson was playing the white supremacist. Funny how these things always repeat. Um, he's playing as white supremacist. He's playing as white supremacist uh, running for office. Funny because you know it was around the time that David Duke had you know tried to pivot into politics after you know being the national director of the Ku Klux Klan. Funny how that works. Um, wait, wait. Did you say he tried to reverse? <laughs> he, 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 tried, he, he tried. He tried. He tried to move into national politics. Oh, I'm sure, I'm, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. He transitioned. Not. 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 I guess not. Because <laughs> it's I, the same thing. Yeah, I might have. Uh, <laughs> might have got my words mixed up. But anyway. Okay. Anyway, it was fucked up to see. Uh, <laughs> this this man doing this stuff in the real world, and then you have Chelsea Hood pointing out that it does happen, but um. He had a little doll, and the doll came to life, you know, gave him, gave him hell, snatched his ass up, <laughs> killed him off. So that one was good. But then they had the one with uh, with the gang member, and it goes into the wraparound segment for it, uh, in which uh, three guys are looking to pick up their score at a mortuary. Claire swims there, tells them tales. And the third story, they hear about this gang member that's going into an experimental uh, program to get this behavior out of his life. So they show him scenes of black folks getting killed and drive-bys and all, all this horrific stuff. Like, it is not it is not for the faint of heart. It is absolutely terrible. And uh, you find out that uh, and spoilers because it's that kind of show that uh, the gang members uh, you know are in are the ones that killed this dude he has a choice you know do you want to repent for what you've done to your community and who you are as a person or do you want to go back and he's like no, I don't give a fuck so they put him back to the moment of his death he gets shot up and uh, it's the three gang members during the wraparound segment. You find out everybody's dead. And they're all in hell. It is fantastic. It's one of the best endings ever. I mean, it's a great film. <laughs> Just because... Because... Uh, <laughs> because... <laughs> Clarence Williams goes nuts. Yeah. And then we found out part two was coming out. And that just blew my mind. Part two. Yes. I was like, oh, all right, well, you guys remember part one, right? <laughs> oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna crank it up like 30%. Yeah. For each story. Um. Yeah, that again. The creepy little doll from oh, the uh, shop. Yep. Oh man. A lot. Of, a lot of segments were really fucked up. They're more fucked up than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> that that doll gave me nightmares. Oh yeah, and I... this movie came out last year. <laughs> I was thirty-nine years old. Uh, I watched this movie. Uh, little doll left with me 
Well, oh, yeah. actually during Oktoberfest, so that didn't help either. Yeah. Yeah. And I had trouble with, uh, with the damn shit coming back to life anyway. And once that doll goes from regular size to super enlarged, Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I guess we have we have talked about your uh, your innate fear of <laughs> inanimate objects coming to life. Yes, it's not right. It's just not. It's not. And that's the point. It's not right. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they nail it. <laughs> it's not right. They can get away with it. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. So part two is ready. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, another anthology. Now, this one's great because of the character who got his own movie uh, two years ago. His name is Art the Clown. Yes. Um, All Hallows Eve. That's, that is a good one. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but they came out like a 2000. No, oh no! Hall's out because it's 2013, but he yeah. had uh, some shorts that were filmed as early as two, uh, 2007. Arthur Clown's been around now forever. Clowns, man! They yeah, will. But Arthur uh... Clown's on a totally different level. <laughs> this this motherfucker is <laughs> that. Uh, listen. When Terrifier came out, I was like, I gotta see Terrifier, because I remember Art of Clowns from back then. This movie undid some things to me. I was like sick to my stomach. Because I was like, wow. And I like clowns. I'm not afraid of clowns, you know? They don't scare me. Right. This dude's creepy. Those goddamn teeth of his, that smile. Messing with people in a pizzeria. Like, you don't mess with people in a pizzeria. No, pizza's there. Got to take that time. It's like a holy place. Yeah, take that that's time. How, that's how evil he is. Mm. But I remember All Hallows Eve, and he's he's the main <laughs> component of each of those stories. Always a good time. Oh, Ar- 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 the okay, so he shows up in your place. Well, that's the he, thing. And he makes a teddy bear come to life. Then what? And men aren't the clown, ain't friends no more. That's that. That's that. Everybody to get. He <laughs> needs to get something out of Griff. <laughs> make, make an inanimate object come to life. See, see now, now I know what's gonna happen. We're gonna be at a con next year. Hint, hint. And <laughs> somebody's gonna have some anthropomorphic thing. And I'm gonna lose my damn mind. <laughs> And they're gonna tell me ahead of time, and I'm gonna know, and I'm just gonna have like, mm-hmm. oh, Carlos, what are you filming? Oh, nothing. Oh, I'm just filming that that uh, that guy over there in his uh, art clown cosplay. <laughs> what the? Oh, oh my God, what's that? What the shit? See so you run halfway across the convention floor. That's right. You won't even know. <laughs> it'd be so fast it'd be ridiculous super quickness kicks in <laughs> so instincts man <laughs> 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 I don't know 
not today. Not today, sir. Not today. <laughs> oh man, what other technologies we've seen? We've seen uh, ABCs of death. Yeah. So yeah. That one's that one's a little bit more straightforward. <laughs> uh, there is a Christmas horror story. Ooh. Yes. Now, uh, you also probably uh, probably VHS before. Yeah. Yeah. VHS. Good. <sighs> Let me tell you. The original VHS was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they put some disturbing shit in there. Yeah, the uh, the siren one that actually got its own spinoff. Um, cause I I don't want to mix part one and part two. Right. Um, the one in the church. What was that church? No, it was like a cult. Uh, I think that was that's two right? part two. Yes, yes. Oh man, that was that, was, that was messed up. That was effed. I can't even say the full word. It was effed. That's how yeah. bad it was. That's how you know it's bad. It's bad as in woof. Watch out. Those were now those were well done. In yeah. the vein of a uh, found footage anthology, which is you know combining two two genres there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so well done. Like I was creeped. I was like, oh, well, VHS, blah blah blah. This is going to be corny. And I saw it and I was like, oh shit, this is kind of scary. <laughs> and I don't care if you people don't think it's scary now, seven years after it came out. <laughs> Guess what? Back then it was. Maybe we've come desensitized to some of this stuff now. I mean, because we, because we've seen people get there. Achilles tendons chopped off and hostile, and that yeah. bothers me. Yeah, that's like well, the one thing in all horror movies. If they do that little move, I lose it. I yeah, watch. Achilles injuries. Yeah, they just oh, ugh. this is bad. Bad visual, bad everything. Chucky does it. Chucky does it all the time. Well, he's short. He has to. That's his. That's his. That's his <laughs> signature move. That's his go-to. Yeah. Yeah, that's his. That's that's his setup move before his finisher. <laughs> You know, you got. If you guys ever uh, think about wrestling, you know, you got your five signature moves. That's right. Everyone, everyone has five signature moves. And then they have their finisher. That's like Chucky's, you know, that's like the kick to the gut before the Stone Cold Stunner. That's right. Yep. You know? That's his little. <laughs> <laughs> that's always deadly. Uh, what else? What, what, what other ones have we seen? Uh, shout out to Tales from the Crypt. Oh, Jesus! How did I forget Tales from the Crypt? Now Tales from the Crypt. That needs to be on HBO Go. That needs a dedicated Blu-ray release. It needs to be available in a wider fashion. Now I heard it was rights issue, licensing issues, I guess, for music or something. But uh, yeah, get those worked out. We need it back in the rotation, especially for this time of year. Yeah. Um. Uh, Black Sabbath. Yep. Oh yes. That's I mean, fair. I don't know how we we didn't start with that. No. Well, because I have an infatuation with Sam. That's the only reason I guess we start with Trick or Treat. But as far as I can, no, no. There's one older. I think Tales of Terror might be older. Yeah. I mean, they're all in the '60s. But Black Sabbath. That's. That's that is excellent, 
Excellent choice. Oh, yeah, I mean, Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how can you not talk about anything that involves him? I mean, tis the season. T- yep. T- tis the season. Tis yep. the second month of the season. <laughs> of course, directed by Mario Bava. Well, the infamous. Yes. yes. Of the Bavas, of the famous Bavas. Yes. As, uh, as Liberto... <laughs> did one of our favorites that we will talk about in a couple weeks <laughs> Demoni y'all look like you're afraid of breaking something <laughs> but we'll, 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 get, we'll get into the Bobby Rose impersonations down the road so here's here's a fun there's question there's gonna be so many there's a warning now it's just gonna be the whole episode really <laughs> it's, it just may be straight up Bobby just, Rhodes just, impersonations the entire time just yelling constantly um <laughs> please um <laughs> here's here's don't a far it. question don't do it here's a far question uh in in the spirit of the original idea for halloween series in that after part two and starting with part three each entry was to be its own story uh, in that vein, what franchise do you think would make for a great horror anthology series of movies? Uh, my pick is Gremlins. Go on. Indulge me. Well, for your wraparound, it could be that Billy is telling a story about mogwais and what happens when you get water on them or feed them after midnight when you break the rules in other words since Billy would now be the caretaker of Gizmo and you would think that Billy would be smart enough to do some reading and figure out exactly what you know how to take care of a mogwai and not get in all this trouble again after two movies of dealing with that shit but probably not so if that's not the case then you can have various wraparounds with uh Either Gizmo getting in trouble constantly, or you know, just various tales, tales of the Magua. So you have, you can either do uh, a, a Gremlins movie with a series of segments based around whatever furniture you got, or you just start doing different Gremlins movies. And the fact that can't nobody take care of Gizmo properly turns into a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Gizmo. Little Gizmo all frog laid out. All of a sudden, here come the Gremlins. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I wasn't expecting you to say Gremlins. <laughs> got me. You got me. Um, I'd have to say, Saw could easily become an anthology. Yeah. You already got Billy. Yep. And that could easily tie in the different uh, movies just with him, but move away from Jigsaw easily. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I mean, we could say Nightmare on Elm Street, but then that's just obvious. Yeah. There's a 
it's kind of a win. Well, I mean, Freddy's Nightmares is kind of the end. I'll just say yes. Freddy's Nightmares. Because everything goes back to Freddy's Nightmares until I get that Blu-ray release. Um, oh. Thirty-five. 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 Evil Dead could easily have been an anthology. Well, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Evil Dead, uh, if they moved on Friday the 13th, if they, you know, went with the Roy Burns premise and that, you know, Crystal Lakes is jacked up and has a death curse. Man. The Roy Burns anthology was just. <sighs> Cha ching. That's all I gotta say about that. Cha ching. Money in the bank. Uh, what else? And speaking about Halloween, since we're thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I know we're two weeks away from Halloween and our big Halloween show. And I will go on an intense tangent then about Halloween 3. Halloween would have made a great anthology series. And part three was a fantastic movie. Yep. And that's all I gotta say for now. But Halloween should have been an anthology series after part two. I agree. If, yeah. All right, I'm gonna hold these thoughts. Hold these thoughts. But I just wanna throw that out there. Yep. I agree. Um,. And we'll, we'll save that for, for the Halloween Halloween uh, deal. Um, here's a fun one. Does Grindhouse count? Ooh. Is it... Does it, though? I don't... Well, see, I... Because you remember the original release of Grindhouse was two movies under this Grindhouse umbrella. You paid for one ticket you watch them back to back. They had various horror-themed interstitials of trailers of movies that haven't come out yet. Uh, we're still waiting on uh, Thanksgiving, Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. Um, but Planet Terror, definite horror movie. Death Proof, action horror movie. You're making the case. You're making the case here. I, I think you know might be something to think about because you know they don't. You cannot see Grindhouse the way it was intended unless you own the Blu-ray. And uh, you know because they split up both movies into unrated director's cuts, whatever the hell they called them for those releases. But the actual way it was intended to be watched is a three, three and a half hour movie experience. It's just a whole bunch of different tales. In that regard, then yes, it could fall into that category. Then. <laughs> well, all right, we got we got a new one. <laughs> Put that up there. Um, another anthology series that I would like to see. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Now, instead of doing sequels, you do brand new movies and brand new premises. Sis, 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 based around 
the other spoiler alert the other murder objects no. in the cabin don't do it no uh oh no uh oh you spoiled it listen if you haven't seen cabin in the woods yet you should be listening to this podcast you uh it's what you do um if you did not get spoiled by me saying what happens at the, uh, during Cabin in the Woods. What you do is you schedule yourself your own little movie marathon. And then your final movie of that marathon is Cabin in the Woods. Because Cabin in the Woods, it's a sequel to every horror movie ever made. And video game. And video game. That's right. Because they got the boomer in there from Left 4 Dead. Left for Dead. Let me. We we can we we will talk about Left for Dead. Uh, you just you're you're trying. I know you're not I'm, purposely doing it. I'm not. Yeah. You're you're hitting triggers in my brain. Yeah. And they don't know how to not react. Uh, Left for Dead is gonna be worked in in December. Uh, uh maybe uh, either early, early to mid December. Because we'll be talking about sci-fi horror and action horror. And with that comes video games. So. Yes. So get ready. When I start throwing things. <laughs> like to, when I. I threw my phone today. I was playing Pops Gear. And sometimes it just does not sync well. <laughs> with, <laughs> with other people playing this game. Yeah. Something, something doesn't seem right. Was it was it time related? When they were spawning stuff quicker? That you could get stuff going? Uh-huh. Yep, that's why I stopped playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is why I'm, I stopped playing. I'm sitting there, and I'm like... Oh my god, there's 15 guys on the phone now. <laughs> Sorry. But, it's a fun game, guys, so you should still download it. That's right, and uh, we will get back to our to our gear stuff uh, as soon as I get a new controller. Because... Um, <laughs> Because uh, because you can't stay in cover if your both of your uh, controller sticks have a drift and they pop you out of cover, you get popped by snipers. So oh, that's that's a good point. So uh, yep. So frustration was at all time high. I decided to stop playing for a little bit, which yeah. is good because now I can't even uh, run in video games in that anymore. So yeah, it was time. It was so, time. Also, I just want to throw that in there because uh, we're almost done here. But right now is the Apex event in Apex Legends. It is horror themed, so that counts. Yes. Um, it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, was it Shadowfall? Yes. Tons of fun. So it's like 33 people, all for yourself, and you got to make it to top 10. Right. Top 10 to make it into the uh, escape you know escape pod whatever you want to call it once you die you become a shadow mm. which is a zombie let's just call it what it is and those motherfuckers move fast they move really fast yeah I saw some streams where they just they're at uh, they're 28 days later done the 04 deals oh I was playing as Wraith alright yeah and the reason why is because as soon as someone sees her, you know, she lets you out. Oh, someone sees you. Great. Let me just haul ass. Right. You know, do my little teleport. All of a sudden, whoop. How the hell did they catch up to me? Mm. 
yes, you guys should check it out. Um, I get it, it's what's three weeks? The event starting yeah. the 15th, so uh, definitely check it out. It is something to do during your Halloween uh, affairs. That's right. Yep. Uh, shout out to that. Shout out to World War Z. It's on Game Pass. Oh, yes, it is. You download it. Griff actually had room on his uh, hard drive for the game. Yeah, I've been trying to get a new hard drive for the past two years, and I haven't bought one yet. But um, it's it's going to be time pretty soon. Because Microsoft. Microsoft, if you're listening. Rod Ferguson. Your boy needs needs that sweet, sweet hookup so I can keep playing your wonderful games on your wonderful system. Yeah, he needs a hard drive to match his uh, pajama pants. That's right. I got the pajama pants. They exist. They do exist. And uh, you know what else exists? Next week's episode, because this one, we're out of time. And with that, this has been another episode of It's Them Damn Enchiladas, the podcast. You can check show notes for all of our social media info. We got Twitter, we got iTunes, we got Spotify, we got a Discord, we got a Tumblr where we're writing about all of our wonderful uh, marathon movies and all that fun stuff. We got the works. As always, podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, has been responsible for making us sound oh so spectacular. So thank you for all that you do, Mark. You got it! Until next time, please have fun, watch horror movies, and remember to always drink responsibly. And what's those five words? Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Thank you for listening, everyone, and goodbye. Bye.